Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we review a dark romance book, drink some high noons, laugh our asses off, and rant about all of the hot smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We also want to duly note this is an explicit podcast where we will be talking about all the taboo topics we read, including explicit sex of all varieties, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. We are your hosts, Jillian and Morgan. Are you ready? Yes. Welcome back to the Smut Hive. Hey there. Hi. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Jillian. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's been a long week. It's mm-hmm. been a hot week. Yes. All the nonsense. Yeah. With the holiday and all yep. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. We read books, though. So, yay. Yay. Yeah. What are you buzzing about? Uh, well, I'm slowly but surely packing. I'm going to Wisconsin this weekend to visit family. There you go. The girls are excited. They get to like stay in a hotel and have pool time and play in a splash pad and do all the fun kid things while I sit and watch. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. What about you? Um, I don't know. I actually, I don't want to necessarily say it's like buzzing about it. I feel like it's more like a public service announcement. Mm-hmm. But I did one of those getting like, you know, crocked and lost in a TikTok hole. And I ended up coming across like a controversial topic that we hadn't really dealt with much in like the book world. I don't think it was Mm -hmm. popping up on our For You pages enough, but it's the whole thing that's going on with like authors versus readers with the don't return a book you read on Amazon. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen videos from both sides, one side saying like, look, yep, I bought your book and I read it and I didn't like it. So I returned it kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. And then you hear authors that are like, well, why'd you read the whole thing? Like, and then return it. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Apparently it's just big on Amazon. Oh, like eat a whole meal. And then once it's gone, try and be like, I didn't like it. I know. I mean, I get if you want to read like the first couple chapters and you're like, eh, this really isn't my jam. Like I'm going to return it. Like, okay, fine. Yeah. But. To read the whole book and then return it seems fishy to me. Yeah. And then it was also like hard, like if you actually bought bought a book, so a physical copy of a book and then returned it. Like, oh. And people were like, well, maybe if you did it on an e-reader, you can't track it or I don't know. Like it was very hmm. in-depth conversations on both sides. I think that I fall on the side of the people of if you read the whole thing, and you didn't like it, like you picked the wrong book to read then, but it, you would have realized that in enough right. time. Cause I've stopped reading books. Yeah. I didn't return them, but I mean, I stopped reading books and was like, Nope, I'm not going to finish reading this book. And then yeah. I just moved on with my life. Right. So I don't know. It was very controversial. Also, it's what, like $3. I know. Like, why do you need to return that? Just yeah. take the loss of three goddamn dollars and move along. Yeah. That's too much for me. Me too. Yep. So that, like, again, public service announcement hmm. from behalf of the Smut Hive. Don't read the whole book and then return right. it. Right. I think we think it's gross. Right. So, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But we did read a book. We did. We did not return it. No. Because we fucking loved it. Yes. We started the Crossfire series again by Sylvia Day. So today we're going to talk about book one, which is Bared to You, but there are five books in the series. Yes. We kind of just wanted to lay out the book, the characters, because there are quite a few main characters uh, in the book, kind of get like the plot line situated. Uh, there's 
a lot to talk about in the first book. Yes. So do you just want to dig into it? Yeah. I mean, there's, well, I'm sure if you've read 50 shades of gray, you've read the crossfire series. Cause this was pretty much the very top book series yeah. that would fall under. What do I read now? Yeah. Like now that 50 shades of gray is out of my life, what do I read now? Right. And then in pops the crossfire yeah. series. Um, and a lot of people absolutely loved it. I'm one of those people. I love this series. Me too. Um, so I think um, there's some a little bit of gossip I got from around it because there were some rumors about the show had been optioned. Like, is it going to be on Passion Flicks mm-hmm. or is it going to be a movie? Like, what's happening with it? Well, apparently it's been kind of like pimped back and forth like three times. Hmm. So whoever purchased it or, you know, had the rights to it or whatever only had it for a certain period of time. So they had to either do something with it or give it back. So I think that Sylvia Day is the one who actually has it back right now. Interesting. So that means it could go to Passion Flicks Hmm. possibly. And they've already worked together before because Afterburn Aftershock was a Passion Flicks movie. Interesting. Well, I mm-hmm. hope they do because this is like the perfect series. It is. I think yeah. it would be a good series on Passion Flicks. Yes. I think Passion Flicks would do it well. I don't know if I want it to be in movie. Like we're Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. and having to wait a year yeah. in between the movies. I don't know if the way that the books flow and the series flow, I think it's kind of like driven where it's better off being a series as opposed yeah. to a movie. I feel like it would need quite a few episodes not six or eight like driven just because there's so much to like get out this is kind of a book that you can't really miss little things right the book kind of builds off of the previous chapter and so on and so forth you can't really just not put things in a tv series right I don't even know how it would be as a movie or TV series. I feel like they'd have to be really careful. They would because there's a lot of sensitive topics in the book. Yeah. um, Or throughout the series. And so with today's climate, like I'm not sure. Like I think that passion flicks would take on any type of thing like that and do it responsibly. Um, And they did a good job in Driven for that, for the, you know, the traumatic things that happened to Colton. So I think that they did it in that series very well. So I have faith that Passion Flicks could do it. I don't know if you turned it over to like, you know, Lionsgate, which I think is the original company that optioned it and didn't do anything with it. Like, I don't know if you want to give it to like a studio and then them just pump out a one movie per book. I don't, I don't don't think think it would work with this series. I don't think a, a big company like Lionsgate could really do the sexual nature what like they couldn't do it like it's done in the book yeah i mean it'd have to be like x-rated like Mm -hmm. i don't even think r would i feel like it's a (laughs) little bit even it's not bdsm like grays right but it is i i feel more sexual in nature than 50 shades yes this is a very sexual series yes which is why we loved it right and we read it yeah and i'll say this too the first book came out in 2012 yeah so the series itself didn't wrap up until 2016 but it's literally you can go back because i haven't read these since 2016 so I went back and reread for this podcast and just felt like how great this yeah. series holds up still yep. today. Yeah. And I can yeah. reread it over and over and it yeah. never gets old. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Yes. It's a good one. Um, so as we said, we're just going to kind of go over uh, book one, setting up the main introduction. Yep. 
um, to the series, and that is Bared to You. Yes. All right, so here's what you got, yo. You have your main character, uh, Eva Trammell and Gideon Cross. Yes. Eva, how you feel about her? You know, I I kind of go back and forth with her because opening the book, I liked her. Mm-hmm. She was very um, honest and open about what it is that she wants, what it is she knows that isn't good for her. She has a lot of triggers. She has a lot of childhood issues that I don't know yet if we're going to talk about it in this book specifically, but we might touch on it. But um, you don't know it at the beginning of the book. But uh, she is very aware. She's very... Uh, she's very sexual in nature. She knows what she likes sexually. She knows that she needs emotion with sex. She can't just, um, you know, have like a one night stand and be done with it. Right. So she knows who she is. Mm -hmm. Um, I love her relationship with her best friend, Carrie. Mm -hmm. We meet him at the very beginning. He is bisexual in the story. I love their relationship. He also has triggers. They know each other. They know each other's triggers. They love each other, but they're also like, you're being a psychopath. You need to stop, Mm -hmm. which we all know I love a blunt friendship like that. Right. So at this point in the book, I like Diva. Right. What about you? I do like her because she is very open and honest about what she will do sexually and what she wants to explore Versus what she absolutely knows, like, this is my hard line, like, I don't want this. And part of her deal is, is that she, you know, you have your chance meeting, we'll get into that in just a second. But, like, she knows she's not going to fight her body. Like, she knows she's going to have this man Mm -hmm. and she's going to enjoy the sex that comes with fucking something that looks like this. But she also knows because of something that's happened to her in her past like she's not cool with being controlled. Yeah. So she needs to have control. She needs to know what it is that's about to happen and the situation that she's in in order for her to relax and enjoy herself. Yes. And of course you're running across your main character where he's very dominant and he's the one that needs to be in control. Right. So they each need to control yes. something different and that's where you get your push and pull with yes. them. But she does know, like she fights it right off the start. Yeah. Like this is not going to be good for me. Yeah. So you start out the book where you get the fact that this is a new girl in a new city with a new job, fresh start with yeah. her bestie. Yeah. Yes. yes. So they moved from California to New York city. She's starting a job like tomorrow. They've been unpacking in their like swanky apartment. Yeah. And you get the idea, too, she's independently wealthy. Yes. Her family is wealthy and insist if she was going to move to New York that she was going to have the best with, like, you know, a doorman and security and she was going to have a car service and blah, blah, blah. Well, she decides that she does need to, like, get out of the apartment and take a run and she's going to see how long it takes her to, like, run to her new job and go up to her floor Mm -hmm. and come back down so she can, you know, figure herself out. Along the way, she's talking to you and letting you know, like, there is some fucked up shit that's happened in my past, but I'm ready to move on. This is a great fresh start for me. 
and I'm horny and wouldn't it be great, but right. I don't have time for a relationship. I need to focus on this job, but I'm like ready to party. I'm ready yeah. to dance yeah. with Carrie, my bestie yeah. and have my best life. Yeah. Like it's going to be great. Yes. Yeah. So she goes on her run mm-hmm. and she essentially runs into not really she's like helping someone pick up her change that she spilled and she like picks up a piece of change is like next to this swanky pair of like black shoes that right. like rich people wear whatever right. that means <laughs> and she does one of those like she's like squatting down but she like moves her eyes like up the length of his body and then she like gets to a space and he's like so enamoring to her that she like falls on her butt uh, cause he's like the hottest thing. She calls him like tall, dark and dangerous. Yep. And he like helps her up and you could just tell that there's like that electric connection and she's immediately like, nope, bye. <laughs> I'm out. I'm not doing this. And like turns around and like runs yeah. away. Yeah. So she, I loved it. I know it was like the best, I feel like meeting. Cause you have this woman that as you're reading up to this point, she's like confident. She's like ready to like go out there. And then she runs with this man and she like turns into this like shy little like child, like running away because she just like can't stand like the feelings that she's getting. Right. So she does, you know, run back home and she essentially tells Carrie, like I met the hottest man ever on the planet and I couldn't speak. Yeah. And he immediately is like, well, you need to fuck him. Like, you need to do what you need to do to fuck him. And she's like, I can't. Like, it's not going to be good. Like, you could just tell he's, like, like, aggressive and, like, dangerous. She's like, no, I can't. It's just not good for me. Yeah. So uh, kind of end scene there starts the next day and she goes to her new job. Yeah. She's, like, works for, like, an ad agency. Mm -hmm. And she runs into tall, dark, and dangerous, i.e. Gideon Cross, in an elevator. Yeah. And he's like, you know, hi, Ava. (laughs) And she's like, wait, what? How, like, do you know my name? He ended up, like, picking up her name tag or something. I don't remember. But yeah, she's like, get me out of this elevator. I need to get out of this elevator. So she, you know, goes to her job and meets her boss, who's super fun. Like, his Mm -hmm. name is Mark. I like him. I do, too. He's a good character. His... Boyfriend Steven is a character in there too. They have like the, a cute relationship and she like wants that. She says in the book, like how great she thinks a relationship is. And, um, you know, she does the whole first day thing. That's kind of it. Like nothing too crazy. Yeah. And she's kind of like taking the stairs yeah. and like avoiding yes. a little bit because she doesn't want to run into yep. him again. Now that she knows he's like in the same building. Yes. So I think I think it only goes on for just another day or two yeah. where she goes to a meeting with her boss and she like does kind of the Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. thing, like stumbles into this meeting yeah. and he catches her and yeah. she's like, well, fuck. And he was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> hi, Ava. Hi. Ava. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was cute, too. And she's kind of just squirming during this whole meeting. Yeah. But then at the end of the meeting, like she's walking with her boss like as fast as she can to get away from him. And he holds her back and is just like, yep, I just need a minute. She'll be down in just a minute. And he like puts her back in a different elevator and he has a line and I wrote it down because I love it. I love it. It's such a good line. He asked her, are you sleeping with anyone? And she's really shocked. And she's kind of looking at him like, what the fuck business business. is that of yours? 
And he's like, because I want to fuck you, Eva. And I, I want to know what's standing in my way of doing that, if anything. I was like, okay. The confidence. Done. And you find out, too, he's like 29. Mm-hmm. He's like young. Yeah. To be so rich because she does find out he owns the building that she was working in. Right. He's Gideon Cross. Yeah. And they work in the crossfire. Cross and, yes. So, you know, he's 29. I know. When I think of like a 29-year-old, I don't really think of a man that's like as confident as that. Right. But he like lays it out there and is essentially like, listen, I'm not going to play games. Like, I need to fuck you. I need to fuck you now. And you need to tell me if something's going to be in the way of that. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I was like, I like this man. Mm-hmm. Because there's no games. Right. Just upfront, honest. This is what I want. Tell me how to get it. Yep. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to get it. Yeah. I'm, I get what I want. Yeah. And she's kind of having none of it. No. She's like, no, sir. So, like, we're instantly turned on yeah. when we read that. Yeah. And she's instantly turned off. Yeah. Because she does not like that he's trying to control things. Right. So, she kind of, like, walks away. Mm-hmm. You know, she walks away from it and she doesn't want anything to do with it. She does go back and she tells Carrie all about it. And again, he's like, why aren't you fucking this man? Right. Get on board. <laughs> why are you not on board? And I'm thinking to myself, why are you not on board? Yeah. I'd be on board. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I would have been on board from yeah. the elevator. Right. Like there wouldn't Same. have been like running away and, right. you know, a couple more meetings or phone calls or no. whatever that happened where she's basically like no yeah and he's like tell me why yeah. like just let me know yep and she explains to him like basically I need more connection and who I'm yeah. sharing my body with but I don't want a boyfriend I don't want a relationship but yeah. we do at least need to be I have to at least like the person right. that I'm fucking and he explains that he's very controlled in his sexual experiences where he has g- women that are friends that he doesn't fuck. Yeah. And then the women that he fucks, he's not friends with. Right. And she's like, well, fuck you, though, because you just put me in the fuck you column. And right. he was like, but explain this chemistry then. Yes. Explain what it is. Yeah. And she's just like, well, I don't, I'm not going to give you what you want. So right. you might as well just move on. Yep. She does go out uh, with Carrie. They go out and have drinks and they get into a club. And as she's sitting there, like Gideon walks up and she's like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I mean, I own this club. Mm-hmm. So, and they have a conversation and she's like, I, you're hot. Like you're attractive. Like I do want to have sex with you, but what you're talking about isn't going to work for me. And mm-hmm. he's essentially like, okay, like we're going to figure this out because I have to have you. What can we do here? Mm-hmm. So I think she does realize that he's trying because he did follow her to a club. Yeah. He did sit down and he was like, let's figure this out. They do kiss at this club. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, fuck me standing. Like this is going to be a problem because Mm -hmm. you know, it's everything that you would expect it to be Mm -hmm. hearing him, you know, talk. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she, she goes home. Well, at one point, uh, I think this might be before the club, she goes to his office, like he drags her into his office or whatever. And she's just like, this will not work. This will not work. And he was like, fine, I get it. You're going to be too much trouble. So I'm going to give up. He's like, but at least give me a kiss. And that description of that kiss and how they both like felt it and they were almost fucking. And then I think his secretary like interrupted or whatever, but it was out of control. And so she's like, I have no control. 
with yeah. this man. So I ha- it's yeah. not going to be good for me. I have to say no. And she didn't have control at the club either. No. But at this point, I think she's kind of deciding like, okay, I am going to end up fucking this guy. I just need to figure out how this is going to work out. Right. Because it's really her that's setting the parameters now because he's essentially like, I'll do whatever I need to do to have you Mm -hmm. just tell me what it is that, you Mm -hmm. know, what you need. Mm -hmm. So he is trying to like make adjustments. He is, but he's also making, he has this way that he talks, which is part of the attraction of him. But it's like his business, his, mm-hmm. you know, like, let's revisit and revi- revise and revisit right. and just all this kind of stuff. And But he's not coming out and saying, I want to date you. He's yeah. still saying, I'm going to have you. Yeah. I'm just trying to arrive at, like, what makes you, right. you know, hand me your panties or whatever. Yeah. So there's a lot of that, which feels like it's the slow burn, right? Because they're, they're touching each yes. other and then avoiding trying to touch yes. each other because there's no control there. And the way that it's written and detailed and explained is very interesting. And it, it was very attractive. And it is a, it is a slow burn, but in real, you know, like reality, they fuck in like the fourth or fifth chapter. Yeah. So it, it is a slow burn, but it does like pick up quickly in the book. Yeah. Um, I guess that it kind of arrives to their first, the first time they have sex. Yeah. So after the club, she goes home the next day, she's going to a charity event with her rich parents and the, her roommate Carrie and you have to get all dressed up or whatever. So they're spending the day with her mom at the spa. Mm -hmm. She comes home to like have a little bit of a nappy nap before she needs to, um, you know, glam up or whatever. And he like calls her and is like, I'm, I'm at your apartment. Like knock on, let me up. I'm here. And she's he also owns that building. Yeah, he owns a building yeah. she lives in too. He yeah. fucking owns everything, yeah. which is I don't know if it's creepy or not, but yeah. he's not he's arrogant, but he's not like I'm rich arrogant. Yeah. So you don't get that from him, he's but just he not will. Like I own everything. Yeah, like, he will let you know story. what he owns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But anyway, so he comes up and then you get a little bit more in this time because I, I think he like finger fucks her and then yeah. like eats her out. Yeah. She's just ridiculously like come three or four right. times and her mind is blown. Yeah. And he was like, hey, so I'm going to the same thing you're yeah. going to. I'll be back to pick you up. You're going with me. Yeah. So like no room for discussion. This none. is happening. Yeah. And she's just like, I think she's just she just had three orgasms. So yeah. She's just like, OK, OK, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. So he leaves, she gets dressed. In the meantime, Carrie has done a little Google digging yes. uh, on Gideon Cross and has printed out a bunch of shit and left it in her room and yeah. told her, hey, I'm going to go down and get get your bow uh, while you're fat, you know, wrapping up, getting yeah. ready or whatever. Why don't you take a little sneak peek? So I don't know. She's got a little bit of time. And what she ends up finding out is that he's photographed with this one chick. Yes. This like dark haired woman named, is it Magdalene? Magdalene. Yeah. Uh, filmed with her all the time and so she's a little jealous but and she was a little quite you know want to ask questions but he's just here to pick her up so whatever and of course the second that she walks out he's looking at her like she's a fucking snack right and you're like these motherfuckers are not gonna make it to the elevator like really but they do actually make it to the limo right but barely right and then you realize he has never had sex in a car yeah because she's now he's pulling her on his lap and now she's like ready to go let's pull up this dress and like do whatever and he's like no don't start anything we can't finish for hours fuck that and she's like fuck let's fuck yeah we're she has a condom in her purse and everything yeah she's ready and he was kind of reluctant and i found that very strange yes from the beginning but he gave in because he just couldn't help it Yep. And they fuck. 
and it's great and they and then it just gets weird awkward like he starts pulling away Mm -hmm. like doesn't talk and she's like staring out the window on the other side of the limo and this is minutes after you just had incredible mind-blowing limo sex all dressed in your tux and your dress and shit yeah i feel like so when i feel like when you have sex when like in a car like when a guy is sitting up and you're sitting on them facing them mm-hmm. it's super intimate because your mm-hmm. faces are very close together right yeah it's the only thing you can look at and you have these two people one who he doesn't like intimate sex he doesn't like anything with emotion mm-hmm. because that's how he controls and she likes it because she likes emotion in her sex so she likes the intimacy and so i feel like one, he lost control. Yeah. And so he is kind of reeling as far as what the fuck just happened here. I've never had sex like this before. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that was really intimate. Maybe it was too intimate for him, but she doesn't regret it. But he's acting weird. So now she's uncomfortable and awkward. So she's shutting down. Yep. They're all shutting down. Yep. So they get to, you know, they get to the event. Mm-hmm. And he stops to talk with somebody and she's like, peace. Yeah. <laughs> like she just passes on and like goes to her mom and her mom's husband, Stanton, who um, knows who Gideon Cross is because right. they're, they run in the same circles and Carrie is there and she walks up and Carrie knows immediately something's wrong. And she's like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Right. But still feed me yes. champagne. Yeah. So she starts downing glasses yes. of champagne, which I would as well. Yeah. Honestly. But then he comes to get her. Yep. Meets the the parents. Yep. And they're happy because he's rich. And yeah. her mom is like, feels like life isn't worth living unless you're rich. Or a trophy wife. Yeah. So that's kind of, her mom wants Ava to be with Gideon simply because he has money. Yeah. And that's kind of who her mom is. She's kind of like a crazy stalker. Money is everything. I think at the heart of Everything she does love her, but she goes about it the wrong way. Yeah, she has a very complicated relationship yeah. with her mom. Yeah. Um, so you know, the night goes on, like it's kind of awkward. They get snippy with each other because she's pissed off. Magdalene is there. Yeah. Which is not great. No one pisses her off yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, she does meet uh, Gideon's brother and dances with him, and he does not have a good relationship with Gideon. Christopher. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that sets Gideon off. Yep. It's a whole thing. She ends up dancing with him. Christopher then ends up dancing with Carrie and Gideon's like, I, I'm taking her like, this is my dance. Don't get in my way. And Carrie's like, you're doing a smoking job of getting in your own way. So like peace. I loved it though. I love Carrie. So I loved much. it. Cause yeah. Carrie's like from the get go telling Gideon, yeah. like, don't fuck this up. I yeah. will come at you. Yeah. This is my everything, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Gideon's like, no apologizes at all. And yeah. no apologies. No. And it's just like, don't stand in my way. Yeah. And then Carrie could get mad and pissy about it yeah. and you expect him to, but he just kind of cools off and yeah. backs away and he's like, yeah, you're fucking that up on your own. Yeah. I got nothing to yeah. do with that. Yeah. So he dances with her, but he's basically just dancing with her to let her know he has to leave. Right. And he wants to know, is she comfortable going home with her family or does she need to drop her off? Yeah. And she's so fucking she's done. Like, get, like, bye. Bye. I don't need you. I can yeah. find my own fucking way yeah. home. Yep. So he leaves. Yep. 
she goes to the bathroom where Magdalene is and Magdalene pretty much says like, just to let you know the girls he fucks, he doesn't care about. He leaves them in the trash afterwards. I'm his end game. He's never had sex with me for a reason. Like you might as well bow now. Yeah. She said, once he puts his dick in you, you're done. Yeah. I was like, bitch. And she's pretty much like, girl, you're pathetic. Bye. Mm -hmm. But it does bother her. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it does bother her. And she goes home and uh, the next morning her and Carrie do talk. And he's like, what's up? Like what happened? And she's like, basically like I blew his mind. And then he withdrew. Like, we're not good for each other. We have way too many issues. Like, this isn't going to work. And she's pretty, like, stuck in that. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to work. This isn't good for me. Like, this is a big trigger. Like, it's done. Yeah. I've got to end it. Yeah. And he, she, like, shuts her phone off. Yeah. Like, he sends flowers yeah. and a, apparently blowing yeah. up her phone. But she no. shut her phone off yeah. for the, the rest of the weekend and was just like, I just don't give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. Um, before all that happened though, they had already scheduled to have lunch yeah. on Monday in his office. So when she gets to work on Monday, of course, avoiding yeah. elevators so that yeah. she doesn't see him at all. She's happy that she's almost gotten to like noon and hasn't heard anything from him. And I don't think she has the intention to go yeah. and he calls and she's just like, I don't, he's expecting her to show up in his office. And she's like, I don't know why, like. We talked about it. We fucked it out. We're done. Like it's done. And he was like, no, you have to give me a chance to explain. And she's like, no. And he's like, but you're going to give me my fucking way. So you do it the easy way or you do it my way. Because I will fucking come down there and hurt your ass up to my office. And he does. But she agreed to come with him. And then she was getting ready to leave to go up. And he just pops up. And he's like, no. Like he's coming to escort her anyway or whatever. And... I think once she gets into his office, like she has one of those like struck stupid moments where he's like taking her jacket or hanging up her purse and she's just looking at him and she's like, holy fuck. He is just fucking beautiful. Yeah. And she says that. She's yeah. like, you are so beautiful. And he's like, glad you think so. Glad you think so. And then she's like, and we're done. Like, yeah. We need to stop doing this. Yeah. And he's like, you can't mean that. And she's like, no, I do mean it. Like this isn't going to work out. Now, Here's the time when I start going back and forth between her Mm -hmm. about liking her and not necessarily disliking her, but wishing that she had the backbone that I felt like she had at the beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we're back to talk about how I don't think that Eva has a backbone. Well, (laughs) in this scenario, Mm -hmm. because... I feel like she is like, no, this isn't going to work for me. This is triggering. You are not who I should be with. You're not good for me. And then I don't even know. He says all of the right things. They were perfect things. Perfect like he said. things. And she's just like, okay, mm-hmm. what did you get me for lunch? Yeah. Like, end of discussion. Like, give me my fucking cheeseburger so I can eat and go back to work and, like, all is well in the world. Mm-hmm. It, it was that fast. Like, it wasn't even, it was, like, this buildup of her, like, being, like, I'm not, I can't do this. Like, this isn't good for me. In her mind, like, four 
to five to six paragraphs. And then in like two sentences, he said all of these amazing things. And she's like, cool. Yeah. But you know what? I would have fucking said cool too. I know. I would have caved instantly. Instantly. I would have caved a while ago. But he said, like, basically, I'll give you, I've never done it. I'm not going to be good at it. Don't run away from me. Give me a learning curve. I will give you everything you want, including a relationship. Yeah. And, and like, they talked right off the bat, like, monogamy is a thing. Like, you're not going to fuck anyone else. You're not going to fuck anyone else. Like, that's it. It's just us. Also, can I just for a moment talk about how he calls her Angel? Yeah. I hate it, I I hate it so much. It's not my favorite nickname. Blech. I know. But not all of them can be the same ones. I know. But yeah. Angel is just, it's too nice to come out of his dirty fucking mouth. It, it doesn't fit. finds a way. It doesn't fit. I wish he'd call her something else. I don't even know what else. But not Angel. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Okay, so they eat their lunch. She goes back to work. He's like, let's hang out after work. Let's go to the gym. Yeah. And she's like, okay, what gym? And he's like, CrossFit. And she's like, oh, you own that too? And he's like, yes, I sure do. Yep. So there's that. Mm -hmm. So they go to the gym. She puts on her workout gear. And he's like, what the fuck are you wearing? (laughs) What are you wearing? That is a Band-Aid. You are practically naked. And she's like, get over it. This is what I'm wearing. Yes. So they work out. An assistant trainer, like, hits on her. And he's like, this is my girlfriend. No. Mm -hmm. Back it up, sir. Yep. He's very possessive. Yes. Uh, She... Does also, though, make it clear that she is a very jealous person. She has Mm -hmm. told him this. I am very jealous. It is not rational. Get on board. I'm going to sound like a crazy psychopath. And he's like, it's fine. I'm possessive and jealous, too. Now, that sounds like a recipe for for disaster. (laughs) It does. Uh, You have two hot people Mm -hmm. who are not so crazy jealous. And you are constantly having people hit on them. Recipe for disaster. Yeah. And it is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So, anywho, they're in this gym. They get done working out. And they're, like, unbelievably fucking horny. Right. Like, they watched each other work out. And they've come together, like, all sweaty and gross. Like, kissing. And, like, I've got to have your dick right now. And Eva actually says it. Like, I don't want you to shower. Like, I need you to fuck me right now. And he was like, let's do this. (laughs) Okay. I knew we would. Here's the thing. Uh Uh-huh. I, if you're both working out and you want to like fuck afterwards, all sweaty and hot and Mm -hmm. sexy, that's fine. Yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. And she's essentially like, let's go do this. And he's like, okay, there's a hotel around the corner. Let's fucking go fuck. Mm -hmm. So they go into this hotel. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, she's like, get fucking naked. He's like, you get fucking naked. And he goes to go down on her. Now. <laughs> Here's my thing. Um, I do not enjoy giving a blowjob sexy. Like, to me, it's not sexy to give a sweaty, dirty blowjob. Yeah. Also, I don't want anyone going down on me after I just worked out. Right. But they were like, no, I like it like this. I want it like this. And I was like, hold (laughs) the fucking phone here for a moment. 
what do you mean? Just you couldn't get on go board, fuck huh? Go fucking the shower. Take off your clothes. Go fucking the shower. Then come back out and decide to go down on each other. I don't know why mm-hmm. we needed to do this immediately coming into the hotel. Yeah. I think I was fine if they would have just went right to the hotel room, stripped off their clothes, fucked. Yeah. And then went in the shower. Right. And then you had all your oral care right. that occurred right. later. Because, listen, yeah. I don't care. I would... No woman <laughs> wants that. No. To go down on a man after they just got done work. Working. I don't know. but I don't know. Would it be from a man, though, that is, like, the most amazing looking man on the fa- Are you trying to tell me that if you had fucking Chris Helmsworth standing sweaty right the fuck in front of you and he's got, like, what about this blowjob? You would pass that up even though he just got done working out. I mean, I would really say, can we fuck first? <laughs> Like, I, can we skip that? Like, can we, just for now, just for this moment, can we skip that? And then, you know what? Let's go have shower sex, and then we can re- revisit and revise, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm i going to completely disagree with you, because well, by the time that you're trying to work out the logistics of fucking shower time, I have already had that lollipop in my well, mouth. I'm okay. done. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not shocked this is where we're at. I know. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, so, so there is some really hot, yes. sweaty, gross, naked sex. hotel room sex yes. happening. And then he goes and starts the shower. She's basking in the glow, right. but then uh, all the And being nosy, <laughs> as we all are. Right, we're, we're women. Yeah. We're nosy. She starts, like, pulling open drawers and shit. She's basically finding that there are clothes in the closet. There are unwrapped or wrapped up sex toys. There yeah. are condoms in the drawer. Like this is his sex pad. Yeah. They didn't speak to anyone on the way up. She was in such a sex haze. Yeah. She didn't realize they didn't technically check in. He had a fucking key. Yeah. So, I mean, of course it's a hotel that he owns, yeah. but he didn't have to check into this hotel because he has a fuck pad there. So he's in the shower. She waiting for her to join him. She realizes he fucked her in a fuck pad. This is the second time they've had sex. This is where they, where he has fucked all women. Yes. All of his numerous women. She's the one that says, I need to fuck you right now. He said there's a motel around or hotel around the corner. And she said, cool. But now she's saying no. And she gets dressed and leaves while he's in the shower calling after her. Why? What a little bitch. Why? This is where I turned on her because I'm yeah. like, why the fuck did you just cause this drama? Like, why does this bother you? I mean, if you're that upset about it, then bust your ass in the shower and be like, what, what is this place? Yeah. Like, if you're that concerned, yeah. then ask, what is this place? Is this your fuck pad? Is this where you normally take women? Because, I mean, he just did what she told him to do. Mm-hmm. So... For me, she was being a little bitch. Yeah, because she, like, opened up the drawer and took the sex toys and the condoms and, like, threw them on the bed and yeah. then left. So when he came out of the shower looking for her, he would be like, oh, I she mean, found I they were it. new. It's not yeah. like he used them with other women. I know. I would be like, oh, you went shopping for me. Cool. This is where I felt she was just very immature. Yeah. Because it could have been a conversation yeah. like... We just agreed like three and a half hours ago yeah. to be in a relationship exclusive with each other. So the only time you use this motherfucking room is with me. Right. Done. 
And it's not on. like he was just in there the night before. Like, you don't know the last time he used this room. Right, because she didn't ask him. Right. She just left like a baby. And she has no idea where she's at. So nope. she's running down fucking New York, ends in a pizza. Crying. So, crying. Ends yeah. in a pizza place. He calls her. And they're like screaming apologies on the phone. And she's like, oh, come find me. Now, if I were him, I'd be like, no, bitch, you can sit there and wallow. Like, I'm going home to my penthouse. Yeah. And he's all, what? Did you take right or left when you got to the end of the door? And I'm like, oh, my God. And then he's, ugh. So annoyed. Yep. So annoyed. He lost points with me here because he didn't just be like, what the fuck? He just automatically, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Of course, I should have never taken you there. Blah, blah, blah. I feel like he didn't want to rock the boat. Yeah. Because I feel like he was realizing, like, that she's slightly emotionally unstable. Mm-hmm. But I, he's, I guess he's willing to do whatever is necessary to, like, keep her. Yeah. And that's what basically happens between now towards the, to the end of book yeah. one. They are going to bicker. They're going to fight. Yep. She's going to leave. He's going to chase her. Yeah. They're going to fuck. They're going to cry. They're going to like the love feelings that they're yeah. hiding from each other. And this is what you're going to get. And so you're going to go back and forth with where you kind of don't like him. And then you're going to hit it where you you don't agree with right. the decisions that she's making and how she's acting. Right. And Carrie, the bestie, is kind of like over it, yeah. I feel like. He's over it. And honestly, as a reader, I was kind of over it. I feel like the communication between them and it's not just in this book. It is honestly through the whole series is horrible. Yeah. I don't know how they kept their relationship going because for me, love is not enough. Good sex, great sex, hot sex is not enough. If you are constantly arguing and constantly running and constantly chasing after each other, it is exhausting. Right. And they're both exhausted. They're exhausted. And they, I mean, you do kind of, you do learn the past mm-hmm. and the triggers and why they're there. I felt like it was put in the book at a good time. So you can kind of understand where they're coming from. But for me, I feel like she's trying to get over hers mm-hmm. and he is so stuck in his that it's, it was almost, i almost got annoyed mm-hmm. for me. Like. He has these horrible nightmares and like to get him out of it, they fuck. Mm-hmm. They don't ever talk about it. Mm-mm. They just fuck. And it's like, it's hot as a reader, right? They're fucking. But yeah. then also I'm like, can we have a conversation? So like this shit doesn't keep happening. Cause it's like the same shit, but in a different scenario, like 20 times. Yeah. I well, know. I think it's like after his first nightmare or whatever, and he doesn't talk about it to her and she just, fucks and doesn't yeah. you know bring it up again or whatever but i think that she ends up basically saying to him like we need couples counseling yeah and i thought that was so weird because you're just dating you just started dating. just started dating and you're already needing couples therapy yes and of course one of the things that the therapist says is like basically like you two are fucking too much like you need to have time away from each yeah. other and they're both like nope you need to try something else yeah. like that's not gonna happen right. why'd you go Red flag. Yeah. I mean, red flags all over the place here. Yeah. Yeah. I think 
probably when we the next episode when we talk more about book two through five yeah um we'll talk more about what their specific yeah triggers are and what their sexual abuse history is so that you can kind of understand but they're just learning about each other and they're not telling each other their truths yet so yeah. Yeah. You're going through yeah. that. That's that's just adding something yes. to it. And then of course you've got her jealousy. You've got them being now public. Yep. Because every time they go somewhere, every event that they yeah. attend where she is his date, like their pictures it's are being taken thing. and it's a thing. Yeah. Because he's one of the most eligible right. bachelors like in the world or whatever. Yeah. And she's considered like a socialite. Mm-hmm. So let's take these last ten minutes and talk about the last scene of the book. The gala. Okay. I have a lot to say about this. Okay. So just real quick before I get into this area, I want to go back to the very beginning of the book when Gideon said, no lies, Eva, ever. Right. He said that. That was a, 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 a portion of the book mm-hmm. where they were talking about honesty and how he doesn't expect her to ever lie. Right. Okay. So... Now we're at the gala. This is the last scene of the book in book one. And Magdalene is there. Mm-hmm. And her and Ava have kind of at this point, like, reached kind of like an agreement where they don't necessarily like each other, but they're okay to be in the same room. Right. They realize that they each do love him, but Magdalene realizes that Eva is it. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of backed off and decided to move on. Yep. Then you meet Corrine. Mm-hmm. This bitch. You're like, where did this, there's a bitch, a new bitch? Like, right. we're at the end of this yeah. book. What's happening? Yes. So, really quick, you kind of learn that when he ran off right after they had sex, beginning of the book, mm-hmm. he was running off to Corrine. Right. Okay. So, Corrine is there. She gets introduced. Gideon introduces her to Eva and you know, Karina's like, I've heard so much about you. Like a friend of Gideon's is a friend of mine. And like, she's very nice. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm just going to steal Gideon away. I have to introduce him to someone, blah, blah, blah. So she takes him away. And Eva is jealous, but just because it's another woman on his arm, that's it. Right. Well, then Magdalene spills that Corrine is his ex fiance. Right. Which he's never mentioned. He's never mentioned that he had an ex-fiance or that any he had any relationship right. whatsoever. Right. Yep. So not only has he slept with Corrine, mm-hmm. he's never mentioned her, not really. Right. And they were engaged. Yes. She's finding this out from Magdalene, mm-hmm. the worst person ever to find anything out from. Yep. And she is literally so shocked that she like collapses in a chair and Magdalene's like, Oh my God, like, are you okay? And she's like, no. Mm -hmm. So she goes to the bar to get a drink and Gideon realizes like something's wrong, whatever they sit down for dinner. And he's like, what's, what's wrong with you? And she just lays it out. Magdalene said this, 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 who is Corrine? This is who you ran off with after we had sex like you lied you didn't tell me any of this and he's just pretty much like calm down Mm -hmm. listen the fuck up now i'm not one to like run away Mm -hmm. and i understand like 
she was essentially like, I'm leaving. I'm not running. I'm leaving. I need space right now. And he's like, you're not fucking going anywhere. Mm-hmm. If you're leaving, I'm leaving. And he gives her no space to like digest. No. He doesn't apologize. He do- he makes no excuse. No. And to me, I just felt like at this point in time, she deserved better than that. But I feel like he just, it was almost like he didn't care. He didn't care. In the presence of Corrine. Yes. But when it was just yes. them alone again. Yeah. Because she leaves, he follows, yes. she goes to her apartment. Yep. Carrie's kind of going off the deep edge yes. and is like in the middle of a fucking orgy, yep. by the way. It's a mess. Chicks and dicks everywhere. Yep. Like yep. everyone's fucking everybody. And she comes in in this hysterical state, yes. sees this and blows the fuck up. Yep. And she's like, all you motherfuckers got to get out of here. Yeah. And one guy's trying to, that's butt, butt ass fucking yeah. naked, like just pulled out of somebody naked. Yep. Like it's trying to fuck with her. And Gideon, of course, has to punch him in the face yeah. and shows up. Very and Gideon's dramatic. like, you're not staying here. Like, yeah. with Carrie, Carrie's off his rocker. You yeah. can't stay here. She's like, I'm going nowhere with you. Yeah. Um, and then he explains Kareen. But I don't think it's good enough. Because he explains, like, I was young. This was in college. We were, like, she was, like, my first sexual experience where it wasn't, like, you know, yeah. a one-nighter. We hung out. It was great, but it wasn't intimate. I never loved her. Now that I know what love is, like, I know I never loved her. That's why we didn't get married. She married somebody else, but she is getting a divorce, and that's why she's moving back. And she's making it very clear that she's back here for him. And he doesn't see it that way. And she's trying to explain it to him. Like, that's why she's back here, and and that's a deal breaker for me. Like, Kareen's a problem for me. I thought Magdalene was a problem for me. This bitch is a problem problem for me. But it, I don't feel like it was enough explanation, but she still agrees. Like, we're together and they leave. He didn't take it seriously. I don't know how she couldn't have noticed that. Yeah. Didn't take it seriously. If if it wasn't that big of a deal, why didn't you mention it before now? Right. I'm annoyed. I am fucking annoyed. I'm annoyed with him because I feel like he didn't do what he should have done mm-hmm. i'm annoyed with her because once again he explains it all away and she's like oh okay yeah okay. but i didn't buy it this time first yeah. time i was cool yeah. i was down this time i'm no. like you're no she gave in way too quick for me yeah and the book ends with them ends. just being in the car yep. and she was be, you know like i told you this was gonna be work and yep. he was like yep yep it is and that's it that's it for book one yep yeah guys Mm-hmm. it's a lot that's just setting up yeah. the relationship like yeah. you already you've got people that decided yeah. that they couldn't just fuck but have this yeah. ridiculous attraction to each other that they just have to fuck yeah. and in a relationship where they're both victims of some type of sexual abuse yeah you're learning what that is yeah. throughout the series yeah. yeah so that's book one book one there to you yeah. sylvia day so next week will be the last four books. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's going to be longer than an hour. Yeah. Cause we got a lot to cover and there's yeah. a lot that happens yeah. in the series. So, so yeah. be prepared. Yes. All right, guys have a great week. Goodbye. So before you get on with your day, be sure to check us out on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as The Smut Hive, done by yours truly, our IT expert. 
Follow, like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at smothive at We would love to hear from you. We better hear from you.